Welcome back to another Riscari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, author of Ancient Illumination, and today I have a special guest with me, AJ Hunt, author of the Alliance novel, I believe just released in November of 2020. Uh, good morning, AJ. How you doing? Good morning, Rod. I'm doing very well, man. How about yourself? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Got my breakfast in me and my little coffee. Things are good. Um, Absolutely. Yes, sir. Today we're talking about a little bit of self-publishing. As you all know, um, I like to talk self-publishing, authors and all things creative, video games, uh, a lot of pop culture. And today we're going to go on a little bit of a self-publishing journey. Uh, so you wrote Alliance. Yeah. Uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about what that's about. So Alliance is a, an epic fantasy adventure, uh, and I like to say it's written for the modern reader. So it's this land, the land of Salim, which is ruled in harmony by five kings. So there's not one dominant king within the land, and there's five, and each king rules a different species. And so they all have a different part of the land, and they all have different things that they do within that land as far as hunting, shepherding, mining, gatherers and farmers and stuff like that. Um, and then the book actually picks up right where, uh, someone seen something and they needed to run and tell the Kings about it. And what they saw, <laughs> this isn't, um, a spoiler or anything, but what they saw was a dragon attack. And so a dragon invasion comes into the land and it's unique because it's not just one dragon, but it's multiple dragons. So I actually went, I went, I went a little untraditional with some of the fantasy aspects. I know that normally you don't have multiple dragons, at least not in the way that I presented them. Um, right. And so he's going to tell the Lords and then So at that point, it's a race. They need to come together in order to overcome the dragon. So uh, it's your traditional epic fantasy adventure in that sense. And when I say it's written for the modern reader, Rod, what I mean is um, it's not a long book. It's only 74,000 words. Um, I believe okay. it comes in about 210 pages, 215 pages. So not very long. And it doesn't happen in chapters. It happens in days. There's day one, day two, day three. So unlike fantasy novels that take like Harry Potter, it's a whole school year or, you know, may take over a length of time. This all happens within three days. So it's a short period of time and the book happens chronologically. But um, each day is broken down into sections and each section may only be three or four pages long. And okay. so I did that on purpose because if there, if you're anything like me, I, I I like to read, but I'm, I don't necessarily want to sit down and read 20, 15 to 20 pages at a time, you know, 10, 15, 20 pages, because I'm not a super strong reader. Like I can't, that's going to take me somewhere between, you know, 20 minutes or so to read. And sometimes, yeah. especially with having kids and everything, I just don't have time for that. So I try to write it in a way where there's constantly places where you can stop, where there's breaks in the action before it picks up into the next thing. So that's what I mean by when I say it's written for the modern reader. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. I'm, I'm down. I did the same thing with my books, um, limiting them to around 300 pages because I felt the same thing. Not necessarily that I'm that way. I can read a 1,500-page epic and ha not have a problem with it. Yeah. I read uh, Stephen Erickson, Malazan, Book of the Fall, and I've read a lot of those books, and those are huge, huge mm -hmm. books that I do understand. A lot of my friends will look at it and be like, dude, that's like an encyclopedia. I'm not I'm not reading that. So yeah, for those people, I did the same thing and shortened up uh, 
my novels uh, for those exact same mm-hmm. reasons. So I think it's a smart move. Well, um, so what what inspired you to write it? So what inspired me, believe it or not, it took 13 years to write the novel. Uh, okay. and, and Rod, I, I've known you for a while through um, my place of work at Merit. Yeah. Um, and so you've been a part of the journey with, with writing it. But it took 13 years. The idea of the dragon attack came to me while I was in college. And I fiddled, okay. I fiddled around with it for a little bit for probably about, you know, five or six years, to be honest, just writing little parts here, little parts there. And then it wasn't until I got a security job where I literally sat at a computer doing nothing for 10 hours a day that I said, if I'm going to write this, I just been given the perfect opportunity to write it. And that's when I started writing, really got serious about writing it. And at that point, I probably finished the novel within another five years. Um, Just because with having kids and stuff like that, I couldn't dedicate like whole days to write. And I pretty much was able to do it like an hour in the morning and stuff like that. So, you know, but a little bit at a time, you know, Uh, you know, it's a saying I love is, is how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time, you know? So yeah. I, I just took that approach to it. That's great. Uh, so thus far, how has your self-publishing journey been for you? It's been really good. Um, uh, you know, I, I want to give a huge shout out to you, Rod. Um, I don't know how many other people you've helped. I know you're a very kind-hearted man, but you you helped and inspired me with publishing this book. Um, I wrote the book, in all honesty, just to really write it. I didn't really think anything would come of it to be perfectly honest but i remember talking to you and talking about it and because you two were telling me about your book and the, and all the success you were having even then at that time like five years ago and it, yeah. it was encouraging to me and i just remember the one day uh i was you just you just came up and asked me with that kind of you know father figure type did you publish your book and i'm and i said no and you just looked at me and said why not And then it dawned on me and I said, well, why not? Why haven't I done it? And that was the moment. And that was February of 2000, uh, February of 2020 that I decided that I was going to do this and you've been a real help. And, and so that's one of the things I want to encourage anybody, uh, on their self-publishing journey is you're not in it alone. Um, reach out to local guys like Rod or even myself or people, you know, who have, who've gone through the steps and get some help because there is a lot of steps and there's a lot of things that need to get done. And a lot of it needs to kind of get done simultaneously as well. And, um, and if you don't have certain things done before you go to do something else, you're just not able to do it. And that could get frustrating. Um, so I, I was very thankful to you for helping me and just kind of being a mentor there for me in that in that regards uh, not a problem man it's 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 a lot simpler now and it's it, it is a complicated still to do by yourself yeah. but some people can find overwhelming yeah. but the other difference is is there's dude anybody can do it now yes yeah. there's no gate back in the day you had to get an agent mm-hmm. you had to be published by a traditional publishing house yeah. and if they didn't deem whatever it was you're writing as profitable they were going to shut you down. Yeah. And now it's like, I, my, one of my favorite phrases is the good thing about it is anybody can do yes. it. Simultaneously, the bad thing about it is anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. can do it. <laughs> That's exactly so, right. So you have to kind of, exactly you have right. kind of try and elevate yourself mm-hmm. above the host of other people that are putting there. Because now 24 to 48 hours, you can have your stuff up mm-hmm. online yep. by yourself. Um, which is why, like you said, it is key to try and find some direction. Um, 
Also, it's smart to know where and when to spend your money. Yes. And to do the things that you can do. Like, a lot of people will say that they're having obstacles to self-publishing, but they aren't doing the things that don't cost anything but time, basically. Yes. Yes. And yes. So that that would be two recommendations I would give to people who are going to self-publish. The first one is do your research. Um, When I first sat down and talked with you um, and you told me about who you went through, I also went online. I Googled some stuff. There's there's databases out there that will compare all the different type of self-publishers there are and what you get for them, how much they cost, why would it be worth it, pros and cons, all that other stuff. Do your research and find the right self-publishing agency out there that's, that's for you. Because some, some of them are going to do very little for you and others will yeah. actually do quite a bit. So make sure you're doing your research. And not only with that, but with anything that you're going to spend money on. So this that would be my second word of advice is spend the money. If you've already put in the time to write the book, which is a huge investment, more than anything you're going to pay in itself, spend the money to have it done right. Spend to have an editor. Spend to have a formatter. Spend. Um, and please, 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 unless you're a really good artist, spend to have an artist. Um, but make sure, again, you're doing the research and you understand what the services you're getting for for what for what you're purchasing um i know i want to give a shout out to, to my man and your man as well jordan jackson man uh yeah i get yeah. tons of compliments on the front and the back cover i mean that dude i talked to him for like 10 minutes gave him my vision on what i wanted the covers look like he had both the front and back cover concepts and and color schemes done within 24 hours and not only yeah, that had him finalized and sent to me within another 24 to 48 hours after that. I mean, yeah, he's business and they look fantastic. But um, I want to say that because I'm a part of some self-publishing groups on Facebook and stuff. And one of the thing I constantly see people complain about is that the artwork didn't turn out right. It, it was off center. It what the color didn't come out right. Well, that's probably because they didn't really look into what they were selecting. And not only that, they probably didn't have it formatted correctly or the artwork just wasn't done to the best quality in order for it to come out the way it needed to come out. But I know Jordan does a fantastic job. Um, and I just want to say, you know, make sure you've already put the time in spend the extra money where you need to spend it if you're proficient at writing and editing then spend it with the format in an art and the artist if you're uh, proficient with the artwork then spend it in the editing but but take some money out and make sure to get it done in a quality way yeah the three things that i would say or two main things for me is editing and your cover yeah because uh, I know they say you can't judge a book by its cover, but a majority <laughs> of people that are going to be online, that's the first thing they're that's going all to they're see. Looking at. And, it, and if your cover doesn't look professional, if it looks, mm-hmm. it, I hate to say it, like if it says self-published, you don't you don't want that. You want it to stand yes. toe-to-toe yes. with every other book that's going to be within that same genre. Exactly. So I spent money on my covers and I spent the money to do the um, editing on my books. I'm, I'm slowly learning the formatting process yeah. myself just because I know there's going to be so many more things that I have uh, to publish. Mm-hmm. Um, but certain places that you need to spend your money on. And keep in mind, as an indep- if you're going the independent route, um, we understand that you're not going to have an unlimited budget. So it's very yeah. important to know how efficiently you use the dollars that you yep. do have at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to know where, where, where you like I had a budget in mind 
And I knew that yeah. for me, like you said, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but that's what a lot of people do. So to me, the the title and the cover were the most important. So that's where I spend the most money. And I, I just made sure to budget for that. And and I knew that's yeah. where I was going to spend the most of the money in my budget. And, you know, not that not trying to scare anybody away. Jordan doesn't <laughs> charge an arm and a leg, but you know, it, it was definitely more than um, what it cost to, you know, buy an ISBN or anything like that. Well, it's got your name on it. For one, it's got your name on it. It's a representative of your work that's going forward mm-hmm. online. It's going to be how people kind of perceive you when you say, hey, I, I wrote this book or I'm an author. And then they ask you the title and they go yep. look it up. And you can look at their face when they're. When they're looking down at their iPad or their phone or whatever <laughs> yeah. they're doing, like, oh, you can get you either get the, oh, yeah, yeah. you wrote this, or, like, or you go, yeah. wow, you wrote these, yeah. these are your books, I'm like, yeah. yep, I sure did, that, that's all me yeah, right there. Absolutely. So yeah, you're gonna want to know that you're represented properly. So that's what the first thing I would yep. do is spend my money on the cover and the editing. And yeah. uh, as indies, advertisement is probably. I know you and I were talking about this the other yes. night. Um, the toughest thing to really spend for is advertising mm-hmm. and where to spend yeah. your money, where, and really it's going to be more effort than mm-hmm. money at first when you only have one or two books. I've got three books out and it's probably still not beneficial for me to spend big dollars in advertising until I have more. So my efforts are online. I, I know you said you've been dabbling in it. It's going to be social media, yeah. uh, email list. If you can get mm-hmm. that together, and start getting some contacts uh, because it's really going to be spent more in effort equity instead of dollars until you get to a different position. Now, once you've got a, a good catalog, then it's more yeah. beneficial um, to spend marketing dollars to get people, which is why we don't know what's going to happen with the next few months, whether events are going to start opening back up. But I know I talked yeah. to you. Um, that that was the most beneficial way for me to spend my money when I first got published in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Locust Magazine, uh, Analog Magazine. I don't know if and Isomoth. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with those three. Um, but they, those those they're science fiction and fantasy oh, okay. magazines. Yeah, um, I was looking into doing some of the like the comic cons and stuff like that. Like you had told me, because my thought process was that that's bringing in a lot of people in from other areas, and so it's a good way for me to get the book to other areas um, without having yeah. to go to those areas. But if, if I could just yeah. encourage people, one one of the things I've done now, I haven't sold a ton of books in the first three months, but it's done a lot better than I thought. Um, but pretty much the key to my success so far has just been social media but not just social media um i just want to encourage any indie author don't be afraid to message people personally that's where i've gotten my biggest response is just messaging people personally i put together a generic little you know hey i hope everything's well um did you know i did this uh you know if you could support me i'd greatly appreciate it you know um just kind of being more informative and of course you need to ask for the sell you know you got to ask for it um but that's where i got a lot of my my purchases from because when you post something on social media whether it be instagram facebook um tiktok or whatever their algorithms do not show that post to every single one of your friends and that's something i didn't learn until i started really researching the whole marketing aspect of the book is that each post you put up maybe reaches 10 percent of your people you know 
because a lot of it has to do with have they been viewing you lately have they been liking stuff lately have they been viewing or liking stuff that you are posting about lately um not only that are they on at the time where you post because if not it's going to get lost in their news feed and so although i post stuff on a consistent basis uh which did get some love and some response and likes and shares the biggest benefit i've seen was actually messaging people personally so i just want to encourage people to do that um you know if these people are your friends on facebook then they know you on some level and are your friend to some degree and you know they're not going to be taken back by that message i know a lot of people feel like oh um you know I don't want to come off the wrong way or, or whatever. It, trust me, you're not. Um, they would be happy to hear of this huge accomplishment that you've done. True, true. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And I got some more things to say about that when we return. We will talk to you in a All minute. Right. And we're back. Now, AJ, we were discussing uh, marketing and advertising, and you were saying you were reaching out personally uh, via DM to people to get sales. Quick question. Have you created a Facebook fan page for Alliance? So those are some of the things I'm behind on. (laughs) I I have not done that. Um, And there's a lot I still need to do, and I'm trying to get done. Um, and I know I need to take those steps, but I actually have not created that yet. Okay. The only reason I ask is because, uh, you can DM people, you can invite all of your friends to become fans of that page. And once they do, you see the amount of followers the page has. And if you do advertise, um, or if you just have posts that takes a lot of the guesswork out of who or how many has actually looked at your post, but mm. because you'll start to get these reports um, of impressions and you can tailor when you do pay for ad, and it's not expensive. I, I usually, when I, I'll run an ad for like $20 for like three or four days and see how many people I can reach in that amount of time. Usually in preparation for like an event that I'm going to go to, mm-hmm. like when a con is coming up, I'll, I'll advertise uh, these podcasts. I'll usually put up on the fan page and advertise, um, when I have a new book announcement coming up, I'll advertise in addition to the emails and other things that I do. But it's not, you know, it's not like I told you about the two companies, not two companies, Isomoff and Analog, I think are the yeah. same company and Locust Magazine. But they were around two, $250 to $300 a month. Oh, wow. Advertising. And Locust was, at the time, years ago, was $300 a month. But you couldn't buy one month. You had to buy three months in advance. So oh, wow. it was like off top. It was like $900 for three months. And that was the reason I started going to conventions because I couldn't tell how effective or not mm-hmm. the advertisement was. And whatever it was, it wasn't equaling to what I was spending. So if I spent $250, uh, I wasn't getting 250 worth of commissions that month. I could tell that. I could tell that there was a bump in sales, mm-hmm. um, but it was very hard for me to tell exactly where those sales had come from. I didn't know if someone saw the advertisement in Isomov or Locus and then stumbled upon my book, or if they just happened to be perusing 
Amazon or Barnes and Noble and just stumbled on my book. So mm-hmm. it wasn't effective for me. And later on doing some research, found out that, hey, if you've only got one or two books, you might not want to be advertising that way anyway. Mm. So I was in all likelihood wasting my money. But my very first Comic Con was 2017 here in Baltimore. Um, three days, uh, my wife and I was you know, a new thing to us. We had no idea how well we were going to do. Yeah. When I was kind of fretting, when you figure Comic Con, you know, comic books. And at mm-hmm. the time, I didn't have any comic books. It's a mainly a visual event. People are there to buy stuff that they can see, touch, and feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, you know, cosplay props and, and outfits, uh, art for, you know, comic book heroes and comic books. And I had nothing visual. So I was kind of scared, like, yo, I don't know if this yeah. can work. But I spent 250 on the table. I made about $700 and sold almost 80 books uh okay so i was like whoa this is a lot better than taking that 250 and spending it online and not knowing whether or not i was getting my investment back i could clearly see that i was getting my uh investment back with these events and then i started adding other events i went from uh baltimore comic con and then i think i was too late that first year to register for awesome con in dc mm-hmm. um, but i got to a few smaller uh comic cons i did fairfax comic con in virginia uh star quest is a real small like star trek event in howard county it sounds weird but it, it worked <laughs> i i didn't sell as much there but i did get to have a table ironically right next to some uh, celebrities that were in Deep Space Nine oh, okay. and a couple other TV shows in Babylon 5 nice. so that was pretty cool and I was I was hoping for a networking opportunity there yeah yeah didn't work out but I mean I had I had a good time and got to see some people mm-hmm. so yeah those events uh, especially you know depending where in the country you are once they do open up those tables may seem expensive mm-hmm. but I think you get a chance to really show your passion for your work because there are plenty of times when I'm talking to people and I'm giving them my spiel about ancient beings of pure light and guys will stop me like you know what I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about but I can see that you're passionate about this project and these books are important to you uh how much of the books just give me a book yeah yeah that is something you can't get online you know what I mean so it's Hope, I'm hoping something works out where we can get these vaccines rolled out and get things yeah. back to normal so we can get back to events because I think initially, especially for a self-published author, uh, events, um, book festivals, comic cons will be your best route yeah. to building a readership before because uh, that make it big, that, that one hitter quitter um, you think it's going to just blow up out of the blue. I mean, it can happen, but it's not often. Yeah. So you're going to have to find ways to sell the books. And that, that, to me, it's the more cost-effective way. And you can find, usually you can find regionally things that are close to you first. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting good, because you're kind of perfecting, once you get to Comic-Con, you'll see you're kind of perfecting your your elevator pitch. Yeah, Because I... I don't be the one to sit down at the table and just ignore everybody. There are a lot of the artists I see do that where they sit at their table, they look down, they glance up, and then they look right back down at whatever they're doing. Yeah. Artists can't do that no. because 
art speaks for itself. Either you, even when you see something from a distance, you either like it or you don't. You'll approach and you'll buy. But when we're selling words packaged in these books, uh, they don't read themselves. So they're going to have to want to learn about the story. That means you're going to have to be outgoing. Uh, you seem like uh, you're pretty talkative, so I think you'll do well. And as long as you keep that energy uh, when people, because it is tiring for three days. Yeah. Um, and it's all about foot traffic. Um, you get to an event like Awesome Con in DC where there's like 70,000 people in foot traffic. That is money. That $350 to $450, I think, is the price of the table. You're not going to get that kind of coverage online. No, no. And I think the other thing to your point is that it's kind of going to give you a good pulse on where how your book re- realistically is going to do. Because if you can't sell your book to an audience of people who are the direct demographic for which you ri- have written your book, yeah, then chances are, <laughs> I hate to say it, but you can't, you know, the, the writing may be on the wall, but here you have an opportunity you said, like you said, 7,000 people. So you think 7,000 divided by how, how many ever you paid for the, your table, how much you paid for the table will be the price per person to see your table, which is going to be practically nothing. Um, and you have an opportunity. These people are already interested in your genre. So yeah. and now you have an opportunity to, to approach them. Now, granted, you're going to be they're going to be surrounded by everybody else. So what can you do to make you stand out? But if you can't sell in that avenue then um the, the writing may be on the wall but so that's probably like you said your best chance to get a real pulse on what your book is um how it's going to sell um how the public and um uh those who are interested in that genre are going to receive it how well it's going to be received and uh in your opportunity to to have a good week a good weekend and really um, get your book out to multiple areas because those events draw people from all over. So it's really going to help di- diversify your portfolio portfolio as far as where the book is going. Because if they like it and they live in PA or Jersey or Delaware or even you know um, Howard County or uh, Anne Arundel County, you know somewhere that isn't close by, um, as opposed to uh, you or I who live in, I believe you live in. Baltimore County. I live in Hartford County. Um, but anyway, it's getting our books out to other places that we're probably not going to go visit. So um, yeah. that's why I'm, um, to my knowledge, the Baltimore Con and Awesome Con are still on. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting tables and, and uh, going down to those events this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, those, I think those are the only two that I'm doing for sure this year because I don't know how uh, I, I think you said you were interested in going to Tidewater yeah. I was already signed up to go to Tidewater and I got the email saying uh, in Virginia Beach that they were uh, canceling yeah. until the 2022 so yeah these events are, are pretty but like I said authors cannot you cannot you have to be proactive yeah. as you can't author. go in there and take it for granted you still got to sell well, there's the, the uh, I'm just saying when you're surrounded by art and artists, bright and colorful, beautiful things, you can't be the passive yeah. thing there yep. because their work, there's going to be a lot's work. There's going to be lots of good work that are going to attract people. Yep. So when people walk by your table, that's your opportunity to to reach out to folks. I, I, my, I guess that we've been lucky. I'm not necessarily lucky, but we've done very well at every big event that we've been to. But I've also seen other authors um, at these events 
and one guy came the second year we went to Baltimore Comic Con there was a group of authors and one guy walked through because some of the, the setups are like back to back in the, in the aisles mm-hmm. where the customers walk and he just came around because he saw people at our table and one I don't know what he wrote what genre it was but an older gentleman he walked over he said I just wanted to see how you guys were doing over here and I was like oh we're doing pretty good I'm like how are you doing the guy looked at me he goes I'm trying to keep from falling asleep at my table. I was like, what? <laughs> there you go. I couldn't. Believe it. I was like, dude, I, 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 you know, I didn't say anything to him. I just nodded my head and was like, all right. But I was thinking, there's no way I'm paying two, three hundred dollars to sleep. Yep. Uh, you got to make that three hundred dollars back. And basically, when I started off, it was double the table. Mm-hmm. That was like the bare minimum. You double your table, then you're good. And then after we got beyond doubling the table. Then we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do with the next event and started pitching um, book two because a lot of people will buy on, on the notion of something that they can get into. Mm-hmm. Like, is this? Uh, they, they'll ask you, is this going to be a trilogy of books? Is this just a standalone book? Do you plan to continue? Because sometimes if they think that they're going to get hooked on something and it won't be continued, uh, they may not, you know, pick mm-hmm. it up. So do. You, idea of how long you're going to go with Alliance uh, and if it's going to be a theme if there if, if this is Alliance is there a complimentary title to the next book that'll have some relation to yeah, it yeah so um, I'm thinking about some different ideas jotting some ideas down working on some stuff uh, Alliance was written um, to to make sense by itself but there's a lot of uh, side stories I could go off on um, because the story kind of picks up in this land and then all of a sudden there's this evasion. So there, I get into a little bit of backstory on like, how did, how did the peace come about? You know, how, you know, you don't just live in harmony. So how did that come about? Uh, what was before these five Kings? Um, you know, these, what backstories do these different lands have and stuff like that? So, and I, I get into it a little bit and I'm thinking about maybe, um, venturing off into that. Okay. And so uh, some side stories to complement it, like you said. Um, and then I've also had some people tell me with the way it's written, they say it's very well written visually that they, they do a, they have a good uh, ability to imagine what's the scenes and what's happening and everything. And a couple of people have actually mentioned the idea of doing some type of graphic um, version of the story. So, okay. so that thought is out there as well. So, but I'm definitely, it's definitely not going to be the only work. Um, there are okay. some other thoughts and ideas in the process. I haven't settled on any on anything in particular yet that I'm focusing on next, uh, just because I'm still trying to really drive this at the moment. Okay, just just throwing it out there because a lot of the people that are going to come by, they're going to ask, um, they're going to ask whether it's a series mm-hmm. or not, and, and where to go from there. Yeah. Uh, I knew after the, I knew I was going to continue. Matter of fact, I had a huge outline and hadn't used a big portion of the outline that I had written for the first book. So I knew I was going to continue the mm-hmm. story. Um, the pressure didn't really come until after that first event where people were asking. And then the wife started telling people, oh, yeah, he's doing book two. <laughs> and, and then it's like, we'll be back next year with book two. So it's kind oh of funny. Event. She's like, are you going to have book two ready? And I was like, I, I, I guess, guess I have to. <laughs> we're going to find out now. So, yeah, I started looking for stuff to do and then uh, started working, you know, stretching that outline yeah. out and, and got it done. 
She um, gave you the nudge. So, <laughs> yeah, and then we went from book two to book mm-hmm. three, and soon to be, hopefully, if I get through with the shipping stuff, I'll get to book four. Yeah. And then I have my fantasy series that'll be coming out. So yeah, it's a, it's it's good to have a vision and to know um, where and how yeah. far you're going with it. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't have a writing background. English wasn't my best subject in all of this. And the idea of writing a book, to be honest, wasn't a huge desire of mine going up into college. You know, not until after I started having those thoughts and ideas of writing a book. Um, you know, it wasn't something I dreamed about as a kid. And so, um, to be honest, I'm kind of I'm kind of calling this in the ring and doing it all by ear as far as what's coming up next because um, it, it really <laughs> for as long as it took, it really wasn't planned. And everything that's happening now, although that I have a better direction, I don't have like this solid five year plan mapped out yet. Um, I'm working on it, but I, I don't have it all together yet. I kind of did a ready fire aim. Where I um I said the book's ready, let's just launch it before I lose this desire to launch it, you know. Um, and so yeah. I the book was ready, I fired it, and now I'm trying to get everything <laughs> together that I probably should have had together beforehand. But you know, uh, it's coming along and I, it's all going well. So okay, okay. Oh, that's cool. Well, uh, to everybody listening, there will be a link in the description of this episode on uh, Alliance, where you can find it. It'll be a direct link to his Amazon page. You can pick that up uh, and check out mm-hmm. his work. I'm excited. My copy should be here tomorrow, I believe. So I guess whenever I get back up to White Marshall, I'll have, have you signed up. Absolutely. Would love to. Um, yeah. So it's been another another self-publishing journey so to those out there that are thinking of writing a book don't just think about it do it um life will always get in the way there's always if you're waiting for the perfect time there'll never be a perfect time uh things just happen and life will carry on whether you want to do something Mm -hmm. or not so absolutely it's best just to get her done Mm -hmm. and uh get the work out there and 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 make it happen Yes, you want to say, AJ, before we sign um, off? I just want to thank you again for having me on. I, I appreciate that. I've been getting a lot of love from a lot of different people about the book. And um, and uh, so I just want to say thank you. Thank you to anybody who's bought a copy or will buy a copy. Um, you know, if you want, um, Rod, you could put my email up there that I gave you. Um, so if anybody uh, wants to contact me directly uh, and maybe... Uh, purchase a copy from me i could sign it and mail it to them that that so if they if you want to put the email in there as well i'm I'm okay with that okay um and i wouldn't do that at any extra charge i would just you know they would just pay for the price of the book and uh and i would sign it and send it out to them just as a a thank you for helping me out so yeah thank you for anybody who's listening and and everybody's continued support Man, appreciate your time today, yes, brother. Yes, thank you. I appreciate talking to you, man. It, it's it's been a little bit since uh, uh, since I've got to talk to you. We need to catch up more again as well. Yeah, we'll All do. Right, we'll do. All right, brother. All right, take thank care. Thank you, you too, man. All right. All right, folks. Peace.